Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Keith. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's do it. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, AM570 LA Sports. Two hours for us today. Rodney, you want to know what was gutless? Just completely gutless? Yes. Jeff McNeil of the Mets didn't play yesterday. Yes. Seriously? Reminded me of DJ LeMayu a couple of years back with a batting title. He didn't play in the final day, so we couldn't lose it. Jeff McNeil was just ahead of Freddie Freeman in the batting title race. Freddie Freeman had to go four for four to win it. Now, if McNeil plays and goes one for three, and Freddie goes three for four, which he did, he probably wins the title. But instead, a calculated effort was placed, and Jeff McNeil didn't play. He was a defensive replacement late in the game. So you couldn't say he wasn't on the field because he was. He didn't have an at-bat. He didn't have an at-bat. So his average couldn't drop. So Freeman had to go four for four, got close, went three for four, and McNeil wins the batting title. I mean, what do you think of that? I got. I, I, I'm torn in a lot of different ways on that one, Freddie. Because I, I heard the same thing, and my first reaction was, "Come on, McNeil, what are you doing? Just go play it out. Let it, you know, play them all and see what happens at the end. Don't sit it out." Um, but then, you know, you start to think, "Okay, well, it's it's a it's could be a business decision." Um, in a lot of these cases, because uh, I know I've played, there are, there are several. And let me tell you, several, depending on the agent that you have, there's several incentives that you have in your contract. You know, whether the, and there, there are a lot of, lot of team incentives, whether your team makes the playoffs, whether they make the World Series, whether they win the World Series. And then there's a whole breakdown of individual incentives. You know, uh, if you hit over 300, if you hit so many home runs, if you're batting average is X, if you become an all-star, if you, you know, win the batting title. Those are all factored in, and they've got a dollar sign next to it. So, um, I, I'm, I'm torn in a way that if it is the case that McNeil had some real money riding on this, I understand. I do. I, I 100% understand. Listen, their fate was set, right? It'd be different if... Um, you know, the Mets were battling for a position battling for the east and needed needed to win the game and uh because it was if they didn't win it was going to be a tie and and all those things factored into it and and it was neat the playoffs were set at game 162 for the Mets so it, it, whether he played or not and whether the Mets won or not it did not matter in terms of standings for the playoffs uh that's number 1 number 2 um he probably did have some incentive in his contract that if I win the batting title I get Several hundred thousand dollars. So, in in that regard, 
I can't. I I can't sit here and blame the guy um, for making a a business decision. Let me ask you this: It's flipped around, and the Dodgers, whose fate is set, already know where they are. Already number one seed. Um. Why is Freddie Freeman playing the whole game? Because he's to go a, after go after an individual stat. Wait a minute, Rodney. Because he's a baseball player. Because <laughs> he shows up to play. That'd be different if it was someone else, right? Because Freddie does play every single yeah, game. Yeah, I mean he's a he player. He plays every single game. He wanted to play one sixty two yeah. and Dave Roberts basically yeah. said no. No, no, I get that. <laughs> it's the, I'm just saying in general, if if it's a guy and the teams and the things are set, and Dave Roberts has done this, he's pulled guys out of games and he's done that thing. Um do you get mad at Freddie for playing the whole game, getting that fourth at bat or fifth at bat or whatever it may be, knowing that the Dodgers have already clinched the number one seed all the way through the playoffs, Here's risking, wh- risking a possible injury to go after an individual title? Here's why I don't get mad at him. Here's why. Because people, I think there were 39,000 people at Dodger Stadium yesterday. Yes. Okay. Those 39,000, we believe, paid to get in. That might be the only game they see all year. That might yeah. Be the you're only the Michael, you're going to Michael Jordan rules, huh? Is that what you're doing? That's what I'm saying. They deserve to see a show. They showed up to see the stars. And if Freddie Freeman wants to play, you let him play. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. And I think the players have a responsibility. Now, I understand the mindset. We don't want anybody hurt for the playoffs. Look at Max Muncy. What happened to him? Yes. Okay. But I don't have a problem with him playing because people paid to see him play. You know, everybody loves Hanser Alberto. You don't want to see him at first base. You know. Right. Miguel but the Dodgers are up 6-1 to one in the sixth inning. Or should you start pulling guys just so you don't have a Max Muncy situation? Well, you could. But you could think this. What about that little kid from Pacoima? He saw Freddie bat three times already. Who was in the bathroom the first three times. <laughs> Who's never seen a Dodger game in his life. And that little boy got to get out of Pacoima. That le- well, that little boy who had a bad bladder uh-huh. is finally back in his seat uh-huh. when Freddie gets to come up to the plate again. Doesn't uh-huh. he deserve the chance to see Freddie bat? I will say to Rodney's point, Jeff McNeil is a free agent after the year. Yeah. These are things that people do talk about in agents when pitching themselves as free agents. I remember uh, Mo Harkless. I forget what team he was on. He's played for like fifteen of them. But, like, he didn't shoot a three-pointer for, like, the last five games of the regular season because he shot, like, 42%. And if he shot over 40% from three-point range, right. he would get, like, a $500,000 contract extensive. So, he, yes. even though he was open at times, he just would pass the ball and just wouldn't <laughs> shoot threes. <laughs> Business decision, baby. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. And, again, it, 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 to me, for McNeil, and I didn't like it either. Listen, I'm, I'm biased because it's Freddie and it's Dodgers, and I wanted to see him get it. Um I'd be shocked if it wasn't anything incentivized in his contract. Um, but I, I, I wanted to see him go play it out. Um, but it's different. If, if, they, if they're, fighting for, they're fighting for a position in the playoffs or a slot in the playoffs and it means something, 162 means something, and he sits out, then, yeah, that's basically chicken you know what. But the fact that everything is set and everything was settled, it was a meaningless game, I don't mind him sitting out to go say say it's a half a million dollars. Okay, what would you do, Fred? I'd step up there and play it out. <laughs> See your nose growing from here, Fred. <laughs> exactly. I'd say, you know what? I want to win it fair and Fred. square. I want to Freddie, earn it. 
If you don't play, don't take in a bat, you're you're guaranteed to win the batting title. Okay. However, if you go play and you go one for three or one for four, you got to go, you got to get at least two hits. Otherwise, the other guy's got a chance. Are you going to go play, Freddie? And you tell me you would go play. 500 grand in right. your pocket. Extra yeah. check. Yeah, I'd bet on myself. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. You're so lying. No, no. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, when I was the coach of the Calabasas Chaos, we were playing a team down in Orange County. And uh, game started. We are a little overmatched in the game. It was going to be a close game. Game started. And the one thing about the other team, they were dirty. And it was apparent quickly they were a dirty team. So I would say in the first three minutes of the game, they had five fouls called on them. Mm-hmm. Five. So the coach of the other team goes up to the tournament director and announces, uh, I want these referees off the court. The only reason he's calling fouls on us is because that guy's on TV and he's the other coach. And they know that guy, and that's why he's calling all these fouls on us. Truth of the matter is, uh, they were calling the fouls because the guys were dirty. All right, so the tournament director comes over, and they have a conversation. And he says to the guy, we're not switching the officials. We are not switching the officials out. The guy says, fine, we forfeit. <laughs> so he tells his guys, let's go. They leave. We've won the game, right? And it was going to be a tough game. Uh, so we're just standing there now because we don't know what to do. About five minutes later, the tournament director comes back and he goes, uh, the guy reconsidered. He wants to play. Are you okay with that? What would you have done if you were me? What would you have done? How long was it? Five minutes. Play. And that's what I did. Yeah. I said, we'll play it out. We lost. And all the parents said, why didn't you just take the win? I said, because we came here to play. Yeah. Win or lose, we're, we're going to play. Uh, that's how I would look at the batting title with Jeff McNeil. You're no, here to you play. No, you wouldn't have. Yes, First I would. First of all, it was your coaching I kids. Jeff, I, I equate Jeff McNeil to 12-year-old kids. Yeah. I use yeah. the same logic. Same logic. Exactly. With zeros in front of that logic, that, that becomes a little bit different. Well, our, logic. Our, our kids didn't really have the NIL deal back then, the 12-year-olds. Right. Exactly. Had they had the NIL deal, I bet 100% of your kids say, we ain't playing that game. <laughs> what they say? They wouldn't have gotten the forfeit out. They would have got the four. Okay, we out. <laughs> Just run off the court. Get out of here. Change your clothes. Take your shoes off. Hurry up. Um, you know, but I was I was mad. It was something to it. I, you know, and and look, I think deep down fans like that. Fans want to see that. And they and people will complain and when they have a chance to sit down and gather their thoughts and talk on these shows and oh, why are they chasing in it's not an individual sport, it's a team sport, all those things. People care, fans care. People are on the edge of their seat. Think about the ratings for the Yankees in the last 10 games with Aaron Judge chasing that record. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the Yankees because their Yankees were going to win. It was just about Aaron Judge chasing chasing 62, you know, and, and every program cutting away when he came up to a bat. So it was an individual thing within a sport. So, um, but yet, sometimes we want to condemn and blame athletes for going after certain records or certain things in sports when, in essence, the fans want it to. All right, now you've got the Padres or the Mets. Who do you want to play? 
both. Okay, bring well, them you, on. You, you bring them on. You know what? You cannot have a combined roster. No. 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 One or the other. Yeah. Who do you pick? Give me the Mets. That's funny you said that because I was going to say the same thing. And I'll yeah. bet you few people will say that. Yeah. I'll take I think the a lot of people too. think because we're so familiar with the Padres. We own the Padres. We're in the Padres' head. I, I, I get all that. Um, but to me, if you just take out the Padres and the Dodgers and how familiar they are with each other playing in the West, you take that out of it and you just look at the lineups, you look at the team. To me, the Padres are a more dangerous team than the Mets. And that's how I look at it. I think when you look at the lineup offensively, the Padres are clearly a better offensive team. I don't know. I'm not. I don't have the box scores or stats in front of me, but just knowing that lineup and seeing that lineup, I am more worried about that Padres offensive lineup than I am the Mets. Um, even with Alonzo and Lindor and some of the guys that they have, I'm more concerned about the Padres. Um, also, a thing with the Padres, and yes, the Mets have Scherzer and have Degrom. But the Padres have a few guys that, when on, can be very, very good. And so you give me Snell, Musgrove, or even Darvish in situations where they've proven that they can be almost unhittable for a certain extent of a period of time, and you put that together with the offensive lineup, they can be very dangerous in the playoffs. So in that regard, I'm taking I'm taking the Mets. I think you can get a game on, on DeGrom or Scherzer. I think offensively the Dodgers will wear them out and be a, a, a and outweigh the Mets offensively, and I think the Dodgers pitching can hold down the Mets offense. So I would take the Mets. What are your reasons why you want to take the Mets? Uh, you know we we did not discuss this before we started, no. but I do think this. I think the Padres are better offensively. I agree with you, and I also agree. You know they'll be able to scratch something out against Scherzer and Degrom. Where you know get into the bullpen before the closer, and beat them up. I like the Mets, yeah. too. The Padres, I think the Dodgers will beat the Padres if that's how yeah. it played out. Yeah, I do, too. But I also believe that the Padres can be a little scary. Yeah. Now, granted, the Dodgers dominated them this year, but the Padres could be a little scary. I'll take my chances against Scherzer and DeGrom instead of that Padre offensive lineup. Yeah where you have Soto and Machado yeah. standing there. Who's yet to really break out. Soto's yeah. had a down year. He's struggling. Yeah. But we know how that kid can play in the playoffs. And when the lights come on, he could be a very dangerous guy. All right, Charger receiver Mike Williams is going to be joining the program. Uh, he'll be up next. Going to play a little Who Dis today. And that'll be at the bottom of the hour. Oh, Ronnie! What? What? You came back with a little throwback Thursday, brought Prince out. I hear you, Ronnie. Roddy Pete, Fred Rogan. On a throwback Thursday. Let's go. All right, playing who dis here. Bottom of the hour, give you a cue to call. If you have the courage and the guts and the strength, you can step up and play Rodney and Ronnie. Here's a man with some courage and guts. Brings it every time he's on the field. Charger receiver Mike Williams. And Mike, we appreciate you jumping on. Thank y'all for having me. Hey, uh, okay. You beat Houston. That's the good news. You guys caught your breath a little bit. 
But it's really tough being in a situation where so many of your guys are banged up, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, anytime, you know, in any sport, you know, you get injuries uh, to key players on the team. You know, obviously it's going to be a little adjustment. But in this profession, you know, everybody here for a reason, so it's got to be the next man up mentality. Uh, everybody everybody is depended on to go out there and make plays, so we just have to just have that mindset, next man up. Uh, well, speaking of that, how are you feeling, man? It's uh, week five. Uh, how is your body feeling? Oh, I'm good. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I do a good job of uh, trying to take care of my body. Obviously, we go out there uh, every Sunday, you know, put our bodies on the line, and, uh, may take some hits. But, yeah, I, I, probably, I do a good job of taking care of my body. Uh, I feel like the best thing for me is to be available. Uh, so that's yeah. what I try to do is more is, is take care of my body and make sure I'm available for the team. And, and your running mate on the other side, Keenan, is he ready to go? Uh, he, he getting better. I mean, that's the main thing. He's it's feeling better. He's getting better. So it's it, it just day by day. Hopefully yeah. we can get him back out there soon. Uh, I mean, everybody know what Keenan do on the field. So, yeah, it, it'll be add another threat to our offense. Yeah, and, then, and speaking of that, I mean, I know you don't, can't get into details about what his progress is, and I don't want you to. Um, but just, Mike, talk about how important it is, whether it's, whether it's you or him, to have both you guys on the field at the same time. For you, having him on the other side, it just allows a team not to just focus on you and vice versa. When if you're out, they can double up on him and and really and really make it tough on Justin and the rest of the offense. So it's important to have both you guys on the field, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, anytime you have me and him on the field at the same time, it's it's gonna have matchup problems for defenses. Uh, with him being out, I feel like I, I've been keyed on a lot more than than usual and. Uh, the coaches just just doing you know their job to just put me in spots just to uh, get me open more. That's the main thing is trying to move me around a little bit more, put me in spots where uh, I probably usually don't be just to move and uh, just create uh, mismatches in that in that way. But obviously we just got to do a little different things with Kenny out right now. But uh, when we get him back, you know, hopefully we can just keep this thing rolling. Charger receiver Mike Williams with us, uh, Mike. You've got a great set of hands. You're fast, and you're bigger than most of the defensive backs you play against. Uh, you ever see those guys just try to, like, leap up because they're so short and, well, they're not that short, but you're tall. I mean, do you ever see them, like, try to just jump up in front of you and try to block your face so you can't see the ball? Oh, yeah. Some, some DBs do that. You know, you have different style uh, cornerbacks. You have some cornerbacks who want to be aggressive. You have some who want to use their speed and just stay on top of you. But, yeah, I mean, it always depends on, you know, the matchup you're going against that week. You just got to study that defender and, and just prepare that way. But, yeah, I mean, this week, you know, we have a pretty good, pretty good back end uh, going against Ward and those guys. So we're looking forward to that. Okay, Justin Herbert. We know he got dinged up. Now he's back. Uh, what's it like playing with him and physically – uh, how healthy do you think he is? Uh, it's amazing playing with Justin. Uh, I feel like he's one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And I mean, I mean, you watch the last game, you can tell that he's healthy. Uh, he, he's moving out of the pocket, making plays down the field, and uh, you know, offensive line is taking care of him. So we appreciate the, appreciate those guys up front for taking care of him. And uh, yeah, we just gotta continue to keep him healthy, protect him, and get the plays downfield and uh, move the chains. You mentioned Ward and that that Brown secondary and that defense, but last year it was a shootout. I mean, it was one of the, probably the 
better games of the year and the way you guys came back and, and basically lit them up and won out here. Um, what do you see in that defense? Give us a little bit of a scouting report that you think you guys can take advantage of without giving us too much. What do you see in the Browns' defense? What do they bring to the table? Oh, well, we, well, we, we just see uh, watching film. You know, they, they cut people free a lot. Uh, they have uh, sometimes they have some miscommunications in the back end. Uh, they did it twice against us last year. Uh, had two big posts against them, uh, just wide open, uh, just not communicating or whatever the case may be. But yeah, they uh, they they tend to cut people free sometimes on the back end. We just got to take advantage of that if it happened against us. Uh, going into the season, Mike, a lot of people thought this is the year. You know, every year is the year, but this really could be the year for the Chargers, given the roster and uh, the development of Justin. Now the injuries. Is it hard to every week stay focused and give it all you've got knowing that you've got those guys hurt and it's even harder now? Oh, no. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, I mean, if you out there, I mean, you got to play a game. I mean, we're not going to postpone the games or wait till these guys get healthy to, to play the game. I mean, obviously, we missing some key guys but at the end of the day we still gotta you know play 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 football uh obviously you got keenan out joey out slater out those guys pro bros all pro type of players but uh i mean it's next man up like i said earlier uh, we still gotta play football and those guys are rooting for us and we just gotta go out there and play i mean we all here for a reason and i mean we all just gotta pick up the slack somewhere else and uh start making plays Hey, Mike, as Fred said, you know, high hopes for this year. A lot of people predicted you guys go deep in the playoffs. I, I was one of those included and still am. Uh, and when you start the season, you have the injuries, have some tough tough games, which I'm sure you guys in the building think, man, we, we probably should have won all of the games that we were in um, and, and lost some tough ones. Maybe the Jacksonville game got away from you guys a little bit, but the other ones had, had real chances to win. Uh, how do you guys view yourselves right now? Do you look at it as, man, we, we haven't even came close to playing our best football, and we've got a full season ahead of us. We're right in the thick of this thing, or you still, or do you look at it as a, a real uphill battle? You got a lot to work on. Well, I feel like as a team, special teams, offense, defense, we haven't really put a complete game together yet as a complete team, and I feel like that's still ahead of us. Uh, we're trying to do that uh, this Sunday. It just put a complete game together where we just go out and just dominate all phases. Uh, obviously, it's still early on. The guys that we add to this team, I mean, we, this is still our first, you know, four games that we played together. So everybody's still, you know, getting the chemistry down pat. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's still early on in the season. I feel like we we still got a lot more to to build on, and I mean, a lot of that stuff just gonna come with just playing within the game, playing with the practice, and you know, just getting that chemistry down like that on that end. But yeah, at the end of the day, I feel like we still have one of the teams that can go and compete for a championship outstanding mike we appreciate you jumping on love when you come on the show good luck against the browns this weekend all right thank you all right there he goes charger wide receiver mike williams and uh well he's a fun guy to watch rodney i have to oh he's you. a big receiver kind of guy i'd love to throw to when i was playing fred a lot of room for error as the quarterback would say yeah so who was that what kind of guy was that for you it's like herman moore I'd say in Detroit. Herman Moore was a big target. I had another guy there, Willie Green, at the same time. Big targets, guys that can jump. You throw the ball up, and, and they can, more often than not, they're going to come down with it. Justin Herbert probably has a, a high level of confidence throwing the ball in his area because most often there's going to be a defensive back that's smaller than him, 
and and less physical than him. So you're not worried about getting the ball intercepted when you throw to a guy like Mike Williams. All right, who wants to play a little who dis? 866-987-2570. First caller, no matter who you are, if you have the courage, then call right now. You will play Rodney and Ronnie. It's been a while since one of our contestants has won, but today could be the day. Who don't dis in just a second? Don't count. And don't miss Monday Night Football, October 17th at SoFi Stadium. Chargers take on the Denver Broncos. Kickoff at 515. Get your tickets today at chargers.com. Keep listening for your chance to win. And hear every play on your home of the Chargers, Alt 98.7. It, it made me think, don't forget October 17th. We're going to be down at uh, Hollywood Park. No, not October 17th, uh, October, October 14th. 14th. October Come 14th. on, Fred. October 14th, right. We're going to be down at Hollywood Park doing the show from noon to 3. Sorry, Kevin. We're giving away Dodger playoff tickets, and we're giving away tickets to that Chargers game against the Broncos. Noon to 3, Friday, October 14th at Hollywood Park. We have one special guest locked up, and we're expecting to have another one confirmed very soon, so we would love to see you there. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? Cody and Northridge, you ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, here's the deal. And who this? Yell it out when you know it. There are no restrictions, okay? All right. All right, now, you have one challenge. If you use your challenge and it's upheld, you hold on to it. If you use your challenge and it's denied, then you've lost your challenge, okay? All right. All right. Ronnie, you ready? Fred and Rodney, let's play. Little who dis. I was a five-time All-Pro and six-time Pro Bowler in my Hall of Fame football career. Eric Dickerson. No, senor! Five-time All-Pro? Yes. And a Hall of Fame career, you said? That's correct. Joe Montana. How about new? Howie Long. And it is no good. Jim Plunkett. No good! Next clue. Ooh. I led the NFL in receiving touchdowns three times in my Randy career. Randy Moss. Carter. How about you? Who you got, Cody? Jerry Rice. Cody, who'd you have? I got Carter from the Vikings. No good! And Ronnie? Jerry How Rice. How about you? Randy Moss. No good! Terrell Owens. Rodney. Terrell Owens. Ooh. Rodney, quickly on the board. That's how we do. That's how we do. All right. <laughs> I've made 10 all-star teams in my MLB career. Alex Rodriguez. And it is no good. Mario Rivera. No, senor! Mickey Cabrera. Pujols. How about you? Not Pujols, no. Derek Jeter. No good! John Smoltz. How about you? Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> Tom Glavin. It is no good. (laughs) All right, here's the next clue. I am a three-time AL MVP. Manny Ramirez. How about you? David Ortiz. Rodriguez. No, senor! Big Poppy. No good! Mark McGuire. And it is no good. Wade Boggs. AL. No, senor! AL MVP. How about new? AL. Yes. Michael Trout. Ichiro Suzuki. No, it was Michael Trout. 
I believe Michael Trout hit his yes. 40th homer yes, last night. Yes, he did. That's a bad man that nobody even talks about. Right. Good God. The man hit 40 home runs. That's the quietest 40 home run season I've ever heard. I know. Tree falls in an empty forest, right? Yep. Oh, my God. And in the Keep process. doing it and doing it and doing it. The process, they signed uh, They signed Otani one year, $30 million for yep. next year. One year, $30 million. And then they signed Phil Nevin for a year. So they brought him back. Okay. And you would think, well, you know, no. Was that Otani? Was that a, like an arbitration one year deal? What it, was it? They So they could avoid arbitration early. Nah, so that's what got it was. You. Yeah. So they got him, avoided arbitration, and then if they're going to sell the team, who's going to manage the team? So let the new owner figure that out. Right. So they signed Phil Nevin. He's there at the right time. And now I really has a chance to do something. You know, if he, if he can put it together down there with the new owner coming in, yeah. it could be very good for him. We'll see. Here's your next clue. I made four Pro Bowls in my 15-year NFL career. Steve Young. And it is no good. Michael Strahan. No, senor! I am a two-time Super Bowl champ and two-time Super Bowl MVP. Ray Lewis. How about new? Terrell Davis. No good. John Elway. No, senor. Cody, you playing? What's going on? You got anything? Yeah, no. <laughs> Two-time Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. Two-time. Next clue. I was the first overall pick in the 2004 NFL Draft. Peyton Manning. And it is no good. Odell Beckham Jr.? No, senor. Oh, wow, Ronnie. That is a horrible guess. I was a guest, nevertheless. That's what I did there. <laughs> wow. 2004? Hold on. Cody, what did you say? Oh, I said 2000. I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. All right. want to make sure we didn't miss it. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say? First overall pick in the 2004 NFL Draft. You said Peyton Manning. And that's not true. How about new? Not true. Two-time Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Running. Eli Manning. I knew it was one of them quarterbacks. Yeah, I thought you had it. Thought you had it. Okay. Thinking too much. Halfway Thinking home. too much. Don't do that, Ronnie. I made 19 All-Star teams in my Hall of Fame baseball career. Mickey Cabrera. And it is no good. Derek Jeter. No, senor! <laughs> Big Poppy. <laughs> David Ortiz. Derek Jeter. And it is no good. I say Big Poppy. And both of them say David Ortiz. Right. Both are wrong. Every every iteration of that is wrong. All right, here's the next one. I won the AL MVP award twice. Ken Griffey Jr. How about new? Manny Ramirez. No good. Cal Ripken oh. Jr. Ronnie. Cal Ripken. Iron Man. Iron Man. All right, Ronnie and Rodney are tied, but Cody, you're still in it, so get this one. Okay. I'm a nine-time NBA All-Star. Nick Van Exel. And it is no good. Chris Paul. <laughs> no, <laughs> Manu Ginobili. How about new? David Robinson. 
No good! Hardaway. Charles Barkley. And it is no good. Reggie Miller. No, senor! Robert Oi. How about you? <laughs> All right. I was the final number one draft pick by the Seattle Supersonics franchise. Kevin Durant. Gary Payton. No good. Oh, Kevin. Uh, what? Um, you said final pick? Uh, final number one draft pick by the Seattle Supersonics franchise. Yes, Kevin Durant. How about you? Russell Westbrook. Correct, Rodney. So here's where we're at. Rodney's got three. Ronnie's got two. You can still get on the board here, Cody. Last question. Come on, Let's go. Cody. Let's go. Come on, Cody. Come on. Cody. Putting up that fat goose egg right now, eh? What'd you say, Cody? Putting up a fat goose egg right now. Yeah, baby. Come on, baby. You're better than that. <laughs> here we go. I was the 11th overall pick in the 2004 NFL Draft. That would be Alex Smith. And it is no good. That would be Philip Rivers. How about you? That would be LaDainian Thomason. No good! Mm. Drew Brees? No, No, Ronnie. No. Why are you yelling at Ronnie? Because he knew that was wrong. Well, if he knew it was wrong, he wouldn't have said it. <laughs> Not always true. Not always true. 11th pick in the NFL draft. 11th pick. Larry Fitzgerald. No, senor! I hold the NFL record for 500-plus yard passing games for a career with four. Ben Roethlisberger. And there, Cody is on the board. To Cody! Oh, my Cody! There he is. Way to go, Cody. Way to give me the win, baby. Man. Let me get one tally mark. You've got one. Good job. Good job. <laughs> hey, we appreciate You were competitive, Cody. You were competitive. Yeah. 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 Man, I'm blushing. That's right. Hey, you're on the board. You weren't shut out. That's what matters. That's right. Put on them red bottoms, baby. Come on. We appreciate you listening, Cody. Thanks for being with us every day. Thanks for having me, boys. I don't know how you feel about this. The LeBron-Kareem controversy. You know, Kareem called LeBron out. And now LeBron can break Kareem's scoring record. And LeBron didn't have many good things to say about Kareem. Basically said nothing about him. We'll get to that next. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon Delight. Oh, yeah. Remember, this bad boy came out. Today's throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is... Another one bites the dust by Queen. This song was featured on the group's eighth studio album entitled The Game and is credited as their best selling single with over 7 million units sold. Wow, this is the best selling one. 
In addition to winning the AMAs for Best Rock Single, the song was also nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Rock Performance. It topped the Billboard Hot 100 charts for three weeks in the fall of 1980 and is currently listed at number 34 on the Billboard's all-time top song. Again, today's Throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. And Afternoon Delight is brought to you by Rusnak Westlake Porsche. The all-new Porsche Westlake with more cars in stock than ever. Now open just for you. All right, Rodney. Uh, LeBron said yesterday, and he made it known, because he never misses an opportunity, uh, I want to buy that team in Vegas. Lakers played in Vegas. So he said Adam Silver is not in the country, but uh, he knows he reads every interview, and he wants it on the record once again. I want to buy this team. I want to own the Vegas team. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you Thank for weighing in, LeBron. We appreciate that. Now, Hell yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Just, you know what? Hopefully put the, the pressure on it. If he doesn't do it now, he's got to let it be known because people say, well, we didn't know you wanted to buy the team, LeBron. We didn't know. It's not the first time he said no. it. People know he wants to buy yeah, the team. Exactly. So Can you got to keep it front of mind with people because next thing you know, uh, Jeff Bezos is going to own the Vegas team. Yeah. No, we ain't trying to let that happen, Fred. So if LeBron is still playing and they expand next year out of the clear blue, they just decide we're expanding. Ain't happening next year, Fred. Stop saying that. But if it were, could he still buy the it team? It ain't. It ain't. When's it happening? He would retire and buy the team if he was forced to. That was my question. You yes. think he would retire to buy the team? To force to, if it was either or. So you got a chance to buy the team, you got to do it right now, but you can't play and own the team. I'm trying to remember, did Michael Jordan not have an ownership stake in the Wizards he when he played? He so did. technically he could buy, he LeBron could buy the go. Vegas franchise, That's, draft his right, son, Kevin. and play in Vegas oh. with his son. Talk to me, Kevin. There you go. Map it all the way out. Done. Then he's yeah, out of your baby. hair, Fred. You don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah, free it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Get up there to the craps table. Let's go. Uh, anyway, you might remember uh, last year, LeBron, uh, during a game, did what was uh, affectionately known as his big balls dance. And uh, basically... That he's been doing for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not Forever. Saying, hold on. Hold on. I didn't say that. I said affectionately known as. Where he runs down the court and grabs his crotch. Okay. No. No. Kevin, would you just show him what the big balls dance is real I've quick so Fred doesn't get it Yeah, twisted. right. Well, okay. He's not actually grabbing, but his hands are there. Right. Anyway, uh, when this happened last year, Kareem thought that was, uh, nah. He, he, Kareem was asked about it, and he didn't think it was appropriate. LeBron James faced a double whammy this past couple of weeks with his first ever suspension after his elbow clipped Detroit's Piston Center, Isaiah Stewart. Stewart's attempted retaliation caused him a two-game suspension. Then last week, LeBron was fined $15,000 for doing a big ball stance after the Lakers win over the Pistons. The NBA has been fining players between $15,000 and $25,000 for doing this dance since the 2010-2011 season. For me, winning is enough. Why do you need to do a stupid childish dance and disrespect the other team on the court? It doesn't make sense. Goats don't dance. Okay, so we did call him the greatest of all time. He gave him that. Then uh, in December, the pandemic, Kareem was questioned. A meme that LeBron posted about COVID 
writing that it encouraged vaccine hesitancy, which put lives and livelihoods at risk. Kareem's a 75-year-old man arguing about memes LeBron refused to engage, saying, no, I don't have a response to Kareem at all. Okay, so earlier in this week, and this is the year where LeBron's going to pass Kareem for the all-time scoring lead, LeBron was asked about Kareem and that milestone. LeBron, with you having a chance to get the all-time scoring record this year, do you have any thoughts on Kareem relationship? No, no thoughts. No relationship. And that was that. LeBron buttoned up pretty quickly. All right, Rodney, you have these two great players, one that has meant an awful lot to the city of Los Angeles, and the other could be one of the great, you could argue at one point, he might be the greatest player of all time in LeBron. Uh, is this the kind of thing that can be mended, do you think? Uh, sure, anything can be mended. Anything, any situation can be mended. We've seen, you know, many things happen over the years of people that have never talked, family members, whatever, maybe have never talked or had really ugly relationship over a period of time that have found ways to kind of overlook things and, and come back together, especially post-pandemic when we've kind of really had a chance to step back and, and reflect on what's really important in life and people in relationships are, are really important. So a lot of people mended their differences and put bygones and let bygones be bygones. But um, so anything could be mended. I, I don't know if this one was, this one is mendable or if they want it to be mendable. I don't, I think either one of them could care less one way or another. Um, they're, they're not friends. They haven't been friends. Um, and look, I thought, LeBron James handled that as well as you can handle it. And yet he will get, and is getting blowback from it because he didn't say more than there's no relationship. And people want to, will criticize him for that. He can't win, can't lose. Imagine if he went on a whole, you know, sentence or rant about he and Kareem and tried to explain everything. It would have just made the situation 10 times worse. So he did the right thing by just saying nothing. There is no relationship. I have no response. So what are you going to take from that? Well, other than read into all of that. No, I, I, and, and I by the way, and by the way, it's on Kareem to mend anything because, because Kareem, Kareem is the, the one that shot. called him out and took the first shot. So let's start right there. And I love Kareem. I love Kareem. And, and he's known him for a long, long time. And, and, uh, you know, he's very opinionated and the stand-up guy and the things that he did in his career, unbelievable, does not get enough credit for being uh, in that conversation as the greatest of all time. So I, I love him as a person, and I've gotten to know him. But he did sound like a get-off-my-lawn guy. So, you know, sometimes, you know, the older guys got to just kind of let the game be what it is today and not try to criticize or put people in a box of how you played in the 60s, 70s, and 80s and want players of 2022 and 23 to uh, to fit into that box of yesteryear. Yeah, but when you hear the two of them, I mean, Kareem's comment as obviously the older statesman and someone beloved in this marketplace, then you hear LeBron, it, it sounds like they don't really have a lot of respect for each other. They probably don't. I mean, I think they respect each other's game. But I don't think they there's there I don't think they necessarily like each other. So I, I think respect would be strong. I think they do respect each other. Uh, sometimes you know just because you don't respect somebody's particular specific action doesn't mean you don't respect them as a person. So I think they do respect each other. I just don't think 
uh, Kareem appreciated some of the antics, and I, I don't think it's, it, it, he spoke out against LeBron, but I think in general, I've heard him talk about other players in today's game and some of the things that they do. He's not a big fan of, of some of the celebrations, some of the antics that are going on in today's game. Um, but that's just a you know a different generation. But uh, they don't have to they don't have to love each other. And again, it's on Kareem. Kareem's the one that called out LeBron and criticized LeBron. Um, LeBron, you didn't hear LeBron all of a sudden just start criticizing Kareem for some of the things Kareem did. So this is on Kareem. But yet. Everybody wants to put the finger at LeBron as uh, he disrespecting the captain or whatever it may be. Dodgers end the regular season with 111. Oh, wait, wins. that's it. That's it. Yeah, you, you made your put point. it on me. What's your response to it? Don't don't get off. You ain't getting off the hook. What's your What's your response? Because that tone was like, oh, you got LeBron again, <laughs> taking jabs at the captain. <laughs> I don't what's, know. What's, what do you feel about that? What do I feel? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think LeBron probably overreacted to the captain's initial uh, initial comment because LeBron can't be criticized by anybody like that, a player like that. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. I do. How did he overreact? Well, you, we saw his reaction. Now, How did he overreact? His, his, over, his reaction, his overreaction is that, you know, we have no relationship and uh, I got nothing to say. How, How is, the, again, again, how in the world... Is that a damn overreaction? We have no relationship. I have nothing to say. How is that an overreaction? That's what I'm saying. The guy can't win. He cannot win with, with so many people that just want to pick and nitpick over little things. And even when he says nothing, I have nothing to say here, he's getting criticized because he overreacted. That's unbelievable to me. Well, I, I think in that situation... Well, I guess what would have been better, because if he didn't have anything nice to say, would it be he should just open up and just rip into Kareem? No, 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 no. No, what I'm saying is when, when it happened, obviously it upset LeBron when Kareem made the initial comment. Yeah. How about a conversation with Kareem? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they have tried. How do you know that they haven't? I would think. I don't know. I would think. And isn't it on Kareem? Kareem's the one that went at LeBron. Isn't it on Kareem to go, hey, man, uh, I just want to clarify what I was saying. Hey, you want to have a conversation? I want to maybe we should have a sit-down to really you know, get some clarity on how I felt and what was said and how it got blown up. Isn't that on Kareem to reach out to LeBron? If that in you know if they want to have any kind of relationship, I will say Kareem did issue an apology for the big balls dance statement, but did not talk uh, walk back the COVID thing. Yeah. So what is he? So so begin. It's like your your initial reaction was LeBron overreacted. LeBron nothing to do with Kareem being out of pocket for making a statement like that on today's game. Well, Kevin did Kevin did say he apologized for the big balls. Yeah. Here is the the the, the exact yeah. apology that he made. Uh, it wasn't my yeah. intention to criticize LeBron in any way. He has done so much for the black community as well for the game of basketball. We may not always agree. But I want to wholeheartedly apologize to LeBron and make it clear to him I have tremendous respect for him, and if he can accept that, I'll be very happy. There you go. There you go. So are you saying after that, is it petty of LeBron to carry this, whatever you want to call it, feud or whatever, Fred? Is that your point? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he apologized, Rodney. He said, so he apologized. 
I just don't. We like don't know. We don't know behind closed doors what that. No, we don't. Any kind of conversation or relationship might have be. They might have tried to sit down, and it was just it went on a left turn, which is why he said we have no relationship. I don't, I don't have. I have nothing to say anything about that guy. There are people in my life that I don't have. I have no comment about. And if they if they want to ask me a question, I'll say I have no relationship with that guy. I have no comment. So by him saying that, it's not an overreaction. It's a truthful statement. Yeah. I, why are we climbing on LeBron for just making a, a truthful statement? I don't know. I just don't like to see guys, you know, one, obviously, will live on in the history of L.A. sports, somebody who meant so much to the city, Kareem, a guy that won titles here, and LeBron, who is now the current face of the franchise, kind of feuding. I I I, I don't know. If I think back through Laker history, Kevin, you probably will remember more than I will, if possible. Guys that were on the team that, you know, when it was all said and done, didn't get along. I mean, Magic got along with everybody. Uh, Not everybody. I mean, you had two guys who played on the team together, Shaq and Kobe. Granted, they mended the fences at the end. Uh, but I mean, but they were on the team yeah. at the time. What I'm saying is afterwards. Having reverence for a player that yeah. played for the franchise previously is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah don't get it twisted. Not everyone. Not Magic didn't love everyone. Who didn't he love? That's for Magic to say for it. Exactly. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us, Rodney. <laughs> no, it was not. No, because you, you probably blame LeBron for Magic not liking someone. Absolutely. Of course it's LeBron. Yeah, you would. It right. would. Ridiculous. Dodgers end the regular season with 111 wins. Keep listening for your chance to win tickets to the National League Division Series and catch every game right here on your home of Dodger Baseball and 570 LA Sports. Stay healthy and stay strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you.